0: Episode number four. Um, I think I'm going to let everybody in on the, uh, the mistake I made. Right? Okay. We're re-recording this episode because uh, I apparently don't know how to use a computer after 25 years of mm-hmm. using them. Uh, I'm going I'm to blame it on the fact that it was a Mac, and uh, I ended up erasing or accidentally deleting this episode that we're getting ready to re-record now. So this is an interesting test, right? Because we'll get to see if, we'll get to test what happens when you re-record an episode of us. Maybe this one will be better. Maybe it'll be worse than the last one. The good good news, though, is, um, Kevin, is that no one will know whether it was better than the last one or not except for us (laughs) because it got destroyed. Um, I'm Kyle, and I have Kevin Logan with me. And um, we're going to talk about this week again, uh, starting small and knowing the value of your time. Um, so, what what's uh, week? What's your week been like?
1: My week has been a good week, and uh, actually, springtime. So, doing some spring cleaning and dusting off some things, and coming up and finding some resources that i've used in the past actually a very long time ago however i'm now seeing where there's a platform for me to reintroduce these particular items again in a different type of content and definitely more so uh, specifically speaking in the digital content okay working on a lot of different projects and different online classes and blogs and other types of resources. So dusting these things off as a term that you use, going into the vault and not really purposely thinking I was going into the vault, kind of like an accidental thing and reaching back there and just stumbling upon some things saying, oh, wow, I forgot about this one, forgot about that one so i've started to reposition those things in front of me so that i can bring them back up for use because i think they'll be definitely good resources for someone for someone so these
0: are like um maybe you wrote a paper or an essay on a particular topic uh, a year ago and then finding it later or finding it today and 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 then saying, hey, there's, you know, there, there's some value still in this thing, even though I wrote it a year ago.
1: Yeah, actually, I put together, I had a, it was either a workshop or a seminar that I did. I really can't remember, to be honest with you. And I always put together booklets when I, when I put, I was in this booklet phase I was going through. And this one right here is called The Evolution Of. And then it's got a place for you to put your name and a date. And at the very top, it says, if you don't start, you can't finish.
0: Okay. Wow. Wow. When would you find that out?
1: <laughs> uh, I actually did that. I did that some years ago. I'm going to say this right here had to be at least uh, four to five years ago when awesome. I did this particular workshop.
0: That's strange because that's exactly what the, what we're talking about today. Um, yeah.
1: We seem to run like that, don't we?
0: Yeah, it seems to it seems to happen that way. I, I don't I don't have the I haven't figured out the algorithm for figuring that one out yet. But uh, you know, uh, it, it does happen quite often. It's scary, um, right? Right. So, you know, I was in Vegas this week. I went to a conference, um, the the micropreneur conference, uh, Monday and Tuesday. Um, very good conference for uh, bootstrapped founders or self-funded, self-funded founders. Um, okay. Learned a lot, met some good people. Uh, and then obviously the sunshine um, was one of the highlights, uh, especially coming from uh, the East Coast, where it's what, what is it? I think it's not bad today. It's 50 or so. But, you know, yesterday it was a. Uh, uh, Well, I'll put it to you like this. It wasn't 85 and sunny with low humidity, which is the way it was in Vegas for the last two days. (laughs) I know it wasn't that. Um, You know, and while I was sitting in the audience, I noticed someone was using this plugin for Chrome. One of the presenters was using this plugin for Google Chrome, the Google Chrome browser. And this plugin, I use the same plugin. And um, the plugin is called Momentum, and Mm -hmm. it is for the Google Chrome browser. And it, basically, what it does is its its objective is to keep you on task for the day, uh, right. whatever that task might be. Uh, so you you install it, and it uh, basically every time you attempt to open up a new tab, uh, to do something else that you shouldn't be doing, you get a really nice picture, uh, a clock, uh, and a line, a sentence saying. Uh, something to the effect of what are you doing today or what should you be doing today and then there's a blank spot for you to fill in whatever that should be right Um, and you know it might sound like something is very simple and basic but last time I checked simple and basic things seem to work really really well you know and this this has worked it's been working for me Um, I've just started I only use it a week but it, it does help me Remember, every time I go to open that new, because usually when you open that tab, it means you're getting ready to start doing something else.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, more often than not, it does. Um, you know me, I'm still pen and paper on it. Uh, and one of the things that I do is write everything down and check it off as I go. Right. And as my day goes and doing that, I even add to my list. So I can look back and say, wow, today I did a whole lot of things. And, of course, I can see the subsets within them as well. If I have one particular thing that I need to do for one company or one client, and there it may be one client, but it may be a couple of different things that I need to do under that, I, I put those down there because then that helps me to evaluate the time spent.
0: Right. And if, I guess, you know, uh, you, you still use a lot of pen and paper i really am not a pen and paper person um but i think that's one of the interesting things about a lot of the conversations that we have is the end result's the same right? i think yes people tend to get hung up on you know i throw the plug in out there because i am active on the computer right but the point of You know, and the point here is that it doesn't really matter. Like, be aware of where your time is going, (laughs) and be aware that you could be veering off task, right? And that's that's all this plugin does. It just reminds you that uh, remember what you really are supposed to be doing. Obviously, it doesn't stop you. Like, the browser is not going to shut down or anything like that, but you will just get that reminder that some of us need when you are. Hey, just letting you know that you're going down the wrong street here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're getting ready to venture off, you know, because the different things that we go to the different sites, they will take us sometimes further and further. Maybe even off course, I'll say, and sometimes it's on course. Sometimes I know you've had the same thing. We'll, we'll stumble upon something, even though we may have been in search for something else, but it won't be something that's not of value. That we can't say, wow, you know what? I can use this for something else that I was working on. Or, wow, here's, here's a, a piece to a puzzle. Or, here's the beginning of something.
0: So, why don't we just go right into you know the first topic. Uh, and, and it's no secret, right? As I said earlier, the first version of this recording that we had done, I destroyed by mistake. So, I guess one of the benefits is now... Uh, because I already had show notes for it that were going to be posted. Uh, I can refer to those as actually a reminder of why we talked, what we talked about in the first place. Um, one of the benefits of documenting things, right?
1: Yeah, and that was one of the things I was going to make out. Had you not said it, I was going to make sure that you said that, is when you're doing something, the fact that you did take notes on it enables... Us to go back, so things happen in life.
0: They do, and although we don't really talk a lot about, uh, we talk about getting started as entrepreneurs. That's the objective that we discussed that we would that the audience that we would try to speak to when we started this. But I think I'm going to take this opportunity to throw a shameless plug in here for um, a book that I'm working on uh, called Systematize it's at systematizebook.com and I only mention it I'm only mentioning it now because what just what happened with this podcast that we do is a primary reason why you want to document the things that you do in your business and that's what the books that's partially what the books about you know business processes you know documenting what you do this is a prime example because uh, although this is a small podcast and it's just you and I, you know, if I was making a living doing this, it could have been a big problem if I wasn't able to quickly get back to uh, this documentation that, that basically essentially tells me exactly what, I, what we've done before.
1: Yeah, it allows you to repeat what you've done. Uh, that's just that's simply what just comes to my mind. It allows for repeating what was initially done and replicating what was initially done over and over again even the show notes of of taking those particular bullet points and putting them in it's setting a format and a model that can be used and expanded and replicated yeah it's for someone's own particular needs exactly
0: which is what process is right here's you first identify what it is you need to do to solve whatever your problem is, and you tweak it. And once it's uh, performing at some level with some level of reasonable output, right, that you want or desired output, you document it so that it can be repeated and handed off to someone else to do. I mean, that's how businesses uh, grow. Um, right. But, you know... Um, Enough for my commercial. I appreciate it. I'll send you a (laughs) royalty check for helping me with the commercial. Um, Not a problem. So what we want to hit on today is uh, small. Um, The importance of the benefits of starting small. And, uh, you know, one of my biggest things was the last time we spoke on this was that when you start small, you... Increase your odds of success because you don't have so many obstacles uh, psychologically in front of you. Um, you don't have the same number of obstacles as you do when you think about starting big. And the one example that I gave was, that if you know, someone's a dressmaker and by hobby, uh, they already have dresses that they made because they make them for even if they are only dresses that uh, let's just say Susan, right? Susan made three dresses, and she's a dressmaker by hobby. She has three dresses in her closet, um, which are demos of her work, right? Uh, Susan may think that she needs to to open a a business, right? She needs to go out and borrow money, open up a storefront, uh, you know, get the business loans, uh, uh, do all of those things that we associate with traditional business, before she's actually in business, um, and from there, so which is one way to do it, right but exactly. that's not the only way to do it. Uh, and what I was thinking of was the the farmer's market where Susan could take one of all three of her dresses that she's already made, right that's take right. take those down to a farmer's market and put those up for sale and she's in business, but immediately. Because she started small, um, and and from that point, yeah, you you, I said I said farmers market, and then I saw something happen on uh, the other end of the site conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> so, see can you can
1: you you know what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, first off, when a am starting small scale, the word that comes to my mind is juggling, because when you go at something larger. You, you're juggling more as this just the one person that you are. When you're small, you you're able to gauge and take on as you see fit and as you see the need. And the farmer's market, as we talk about the farmer period anyway, in a lot of our discussions uh, being the, the the first entrepreneur, um, you know, around when you're talking about going to that farmer's market, you're just talking about marketing, you're talking about promotions, you're talking about being able to do so many things with an existing audience that you didn't even bring together. You're allowing someone else to bring these people together because that's what they do. And then as the individual who's a dressmaker, what they do is can concentrate on that product of creating those particular items, those dresses two dresses, three dresses, whatever. And then they can also take samples of other things that they've done so that individuals can see, well, what what you have is really not what I'm looking for. But then once you you can use technology, uh, take your, your laptop, you can have a projector showing these things running. You can take your your portfolio, your written uh, notebook, hardcover portfolio and allow other individuals to flip through and just be able to size individuals up, take measurements and tell them I can do this and that and the other uh, and just really have an array of of opportunity from individuals that are coming from all walks of life. In your farmer's market, it sells, your your. If you talk about the contents that you can get there, you can get cooked foods, you can get um, uncooked foods, you can get raw vegetables, you can get your, your other produce, and, and it comes in different types of forms uh, for you to partake of. So that particular environment just sparks a whole lot for me as far as anyone going into your different businesses, different places I've visited of farmer markets, individuals have handbags and have particular handcrafted items that they're selling. And it, it's a real business and your, your time spent. You have a lot of different things that go into that cost segment. I think I, I spoke on that a little bit of how much time did it take you to make those dresses? And what what about the time to get to where you were getting? And you have to add up all those dollars and the food that you eat or items that you may buy, you, any business, you, you have to take lunch. So as that business owner that's sitting there, you've got an opportunity. If you're selling these dresses, let's say for the sake of easy numbers, $25 a piece and three of them go for 75 Well, what if you didn't sell any of your items that day, but then you took in eight orders, and you took a deposit down from each one of those orders of at least fifty percent to cover yourself. You still made money, although you didn't intently sell what you had showing or on display.
0: Yeah, yeah, so you are taking it to um, you are taking it to another place by pointing out something else that is another value of starting small. You know, we did a podcast before. Uh, about just getting started to begin with, taking action. I believe that was episode number two. Mm-hmm. And all of these things that you're pointing out are the are why you take action versus planning, right? Um, you plan. You can only do so much with a plan, especially if it's something that you've never done that you're planning for in the first place. Right. Um, I think it's uh Jason Fried's one of Jason Freed's books, he talks about that. Like how you know how can you plan for something if you've never done it before? Um, you know, we know in, 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 in the corporate world planning is essential. Um, but my point was that all of those things you're talking about, time and materials, food, gas, all of the things that you learn about that trip that you take to the farmer's market that day. That's right. Can all be things that you do immediately. Yes. You you can find a farmer's market, you know, I guess in most places, you know, we live in a city, so everyone may not have the same level of access. But uh, if you can you can find yourself a farmer's market going on in and I would say most most city and rural areas, quite frankly, because a lot of the ones in this area tend to be outside of the city anyway, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But that's something that you can take action on and start with immediately. Um, and once you get started, you're going to learn things. All of that stuff you named, uh, taking the orders. I mean, you know, you grab something out of the closet that you already have that you made, and you use that as a demo. And now you're taking the orders. Well, I mean, now you're pre-ordering, right? That's those. Yeah. Are, those are pre-orders. Those are people who basically have they have validated your idea. They have validated the quality of your work, and they're validating to you by giving you money and taking Uh, and making those pre-orders that you have a real business, right? Mm -hmm.
1: That's right.
0: I'd take that any day over the week, any day of the week, over talking to somebody, giving them whatever, two, three grand to write up a business plan, getting a micro loan from a bank, which is another pain in the butt, uh, trying to find some reasonable space somewhere, which, you know, I don't know how people who have storefronts, you know, do that. uh, because Everything is so expensive. You know, you do all that and they open up the doors and then nobody's there. Now you've started big because that process I just went through, that's several months, right?
1: Mm -hmm. And you
0: have no idea whether you're going to have customer number one or not. Um, And, you know, a lot of people end up burning through all of the money and resources that it took them to get to that point before they even know if they have a business. The scenario we just laid out while we're just having a conversation, right? We... You're not saying that. We're not saying that this will be the end result for everyone, but guess what? If you go down there, if Susan goes down there and she gets zero pre-orders and she catches a flat tire on the way down there or it rains when cats and dogs when she's there, what was her out-of-pocket cost for all
1: of that stuff? Exactly.
0: There, there That's
1: just like a good place to test the market. Is, and, you know, and you can just finally see where where you want to go. Who are you appealing to? As uh, a, you know, even though sometimes I, I believe there's a great mix of of individuals that uh, attend these particular events. You can really find out a lot uh, from your marketing research. Um, you're actually doing marketing research right then and there, unbeknownst to you.
0: Right. Right. So when I when I on my flight out to Vegas, right, I was sitting next to I happened to believe it or not be sitting next to someone who, of all things, uh, was a farmer. (laughs) Right. It was. uh, I don't know what's the word. What is what's the word? It was really it was really ironic and I'm thinking to myself, man, I talk you guys up all the time (laughs) to my friends as the original (laughs) entrepreneur. And um, the dude's head, like, instantly started shaking, like, yes. He was like, you know, we do, we are, essentially, you know, he said, that's all I am. He said, I might not be building computers, but I am an entrepreneur. He said, we, I mean, we, you know, we we cultivate, our, we, we harvest our land. You know, we we have processes, we have people, we have a, a market. He said, the, the only difference to his type of business is because, there are a lot of farmers in this country right is that when they get hit with something like uh, fuel price increases, for example he yeah, said it, yeah. it, it, it really drastically impacts how farmers make their living because with it, it really is the same for us as well right but he just laid it out to me in a way that I had never. It's a, in the level of detail that you can only get from a farmer, right? It was like, you know, corn fuel goes up and people think it stops there. Like, it's not just the fuel for our uh, tractors. He was like, you know, the cost of corn starts to go up. And he said, well, I feed my animals with corn. So now I'm getting That's hit right. there. I'm getting hit with the fuel that I have to buy for the tractors. I got other farmers now that are cutting prices, so I'm getting hit there because I'm not making – they're cutting prices so that they can – make more sales to compensate for this fuel cost like their whole ecosystem gets interrupted when the gas goes up a few cents and he said something else i thought was really funny he said well funny depending i guess if you're a farmer it's not that funny but um he said and these guys and they never lower their prices after they raise them and <laughs> they never no. they never lower them i said well that part i can relate to <laughs> See everybody can relate to that part, right? Because the three dollar gas doesn't seem to be going anywhere, and everything that was raised, everything that was raised, everything that someone a business, some business used, the cost increases of fuel to justify. They don't seem to be having any conversations now about bringing those prices back down, um, for you know, for the consumer. So,
1: no, and those prices aren't going to come back down. But what you're What what you you described and what a lot of individuals don't think about from my point of view is that he spoke about as those prices and fuel goes up, which costs him more on the raw resources side for his business, but then also to be able to get his product in the best particular buying shape that it can be. He's got a. He's still getting kind of like the the double taxation. He's still getting hit on the other side, right? On the cost, to be able to do it because he may not be producing corn, but his his vehicles are running off of that resource of of fuel, and then it takes fuel for his particular farm animals to be able to get what they need so that they can grow to the maximum potential that they need to in order to go for top dollar.
0: Correct. Correct. So the the and whole so. the, you know, you, you raise the price once it doesn't just affect one thing, it affects multiple things. Um,
1: yeah. you know, basic economics 101 there. You know that that that's that's what that is. And if people can look at that, I think they'll have a new respect for everything and then that will also help them engaging where they need to be. Uh, especially for the small person coming out. They always want to go low, is this too much, or, you know, I'll change this, I'll change that. Uh, I don't always suggest that. My only thing is just do your research, and then you're justifying it based off of that. You're that educated producer, so you can educate your consumers.
0: Yeah. You you mentioned um, another thing, too. You mentioned uh earlier— you or I, we were, we were talking about the fact, all right, so the farmer's market, you can't, I was saying you can't necessarily always get to one um, depending on where you are. I don't know what, you know, people live in different places that have different uh, access to different things. But, you know, if you have an internet connection, um, Etsy is a place for, you know, you could call it a, it's a farmer's market style of place where people who create things, it's a marketplace uh for people who create things to sell their products. And right. their, their, their customer tends to be, as you said earlier, uh, their customers tend to all come to this place looking for uh, those types of things. There's there's a group out there, there's an audience out there, that, that they, they're only interested in buying um, things that were handcrafted by real human beings versus something that exactly. was shipped here from another unnamed country. Um right, the mass produced. Right, exactly. And there's a big market for that in the in, in, in the United States. Um and not only that, what I like about that market is, and I'm not only talking Etsy right now, I'm just talking, and that's ESTY.com, I believe it's dot com. We'll link to yes, it I uh, so. link to it in the uh, in the in notes in the blog post where this podcast will be. Uh not only that, I, I noticed that. People who do handcrafted work charge a premium above the the mass produced stuff and they don't seem to have a problem getting it. Which I love, right? Because you know you can't compete with, you know, I'll just use Walmart as an example, right? You know you really can't compete with Walmart. I mean the places the prices are crazy in that place for some things, right? Right, but right. but only they can sell it at that price because they buy so much of it. But I love nothing more than to see somebody who makes furniture, for example.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: uh, I know a person who who makes furniture um, as a hobby, um, not full time, but as a hobby, and they make these wooden chairs and they sell these wood. They're completely the opposite of a mass produced environment, right? They make the hand, they make the chairs. They go out and they pick really nice wood. They take their time. It may take him several weeks to make one chair. And then after he gets a couple of them, you know, two to four of them together, he sells them as, as in a bunch. And, you know, he may sell the chairs for five, $600 for uh, basically like a $100 a piece. Right. Um, but the chairs uh, versus going, you can go to Walmart, maybe grab yourself a fold-up car table chair for $10. But guess what? This chair is going to be around for a very long time and it has some character it has some life you know somebody put time and energy into it and people don't mind paying for a lot of people do not mind paying for that kind of quality and some people actually prefer that to the mass produced stuff
1: yeah um that that was one of the things you you brought back a memory uh from some years ago where my grandfather after he stopped farming he started building picnic tables Wow. Okay. and I'd, I'd forgotten about that and those are those we uh, I purchased a lot of different handcrafted things and what but one of the things you mentioned that just jumped out to me was you know those individuals they can't compete and my personal view is they're not supposed to I was introduced to that statement that phrase uh, a few weeks ago competing and and instantly what came to my mind, we're, we don't have to compete, but we can complete. So the individuals who are willing to pay that top dollar for the handmade, they're looking for completion of something. They they know they can go out and buy the the mass-produced one, but they're looking for that uniqueness, as I know I do when I buy the handcrafted. That, that unique things that completes that particular void or whatever it may be. And it may not be a bad void. It just may be this is— my particular area of, of interest and this is what I've been looking for and I found it and I'm willing to pay whatever price is for it because I now gain satisfaction from it. So just a, 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 the, on the opposite end of the spectrum from competing, I would advise anyone, complete your customers.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, you're, I, I, so that sounds—that sounds like uh, another way to look at what you just said is uh, for people who maybe don't know what they want to do. They know they want to be uh, business owners, but they don't know what they want to do. That completing your customers is a good lead, a good way to get started with figuring out or finding an idea. Right? And, you know, I'm not even sure I've ever. Yeah, I mean, I read a lot of stuff about startups and starting businesses. I'm not sure I've ever heard complete your customer before. Um, and it makes sense because uh, there's so we perceive this competition everywhere all around us just because, you know, there are businesses all around us. But just because there is a business there does not and that is your competition or is, is in a space you're considering going into. And I hear this a lot. People say, I don't want to do that because somebody else is already like they have an idea, they Google it and they find somebody else doing it and then automatically they scratch the idea. Like, oh, scratch that one off the list. Somebody beat me to it. And it's like what you really saw was a website. You know, that doesn't tell you anything. That doesn't tell you whether the customers, they have customers. It doesn't tell you whether they had the customers they have are happy. It doesn't tell you a lot of things. So, you know, you really got to but you, you just gave a really, <laughs> a really good place to start. You know, find people, find, find, look for the competition, right? Look for the competition and talk to their customers. You know, whether you find them on message boards online or out in the street and you ask them what they don't like about what they're already getting. And I think you'd be hard pressed not to find at least some people who will tell you what they do not like about this particular person's product and make your business that and then you will guess what you will you will be completing customers and you will be coming you will also be differentiating yourself from everybody else which is like the, the, the thing that everybody will ask you when you get started like hey so what makes you different than such and such well you know the minute you tell them what you do if you build a business around what they don't do everybody will get it. Like, people will see the value in it right away. Um, most importantly, your customers will see the value of it right away. And to go a step further, their customers might see the value in your competition. Their customers may see the value in what you're doing right away because you're feeling you're making them complete. You're doing something well and specializing in it that they're not doing at all. Right. You know, so yeah, that's, and, yeah, that's and, major. And
1: the difference between those two words is just one letter, and that's the L.
0: All right, enlighten me.
1: Compete, C O M P E T E, complete. Oh, oh, C-O-M-P-E-L-E-G. okay. E L
0: E T. you're getting all scrabble on, uh. Yeah, you know, I,
1: you know, you know how my <laughs> mind goes, man. You know, and I'm just sitting here looking at it. When, I, when I wrote it down. After you said that, I was like, wow, it's just one letter that changes the whole offering that an individual or a company can have if they institute what you what you just said
0: okay this is uh so it's been great uh we're signing off here this is kyle and uh kevin and uh we will see you next week all right thank you